Hello folks, how are you? Oh, welcome back again to Scatterbrained. I've entered into a series in this podcast where I'm preparing, preparing myself for the talks that I must have with, with my little one. Because I'm creating a series of podcasts to explore what it means to me, and I think what it means yeah, universally, I, I like to think, what it means to be a, a father, a parent, a father, uh, specifically, specifically a father of a girl, of a little girl. Yeah, I've caught, I've caught her Aoife. Aoife Daisy Jacobs, not just me, me and my lovely wife Simone, we came up with Aoife. Daisy, Daisy because of margarita, margarita daisies. There's a particular type of daisies. They grow in a bush. Is it a bush? It's a shrub. Hmm. They don't grow individually. They are in a clump. It's a plant that grows clumps of daisies, and it's called margarita, margarita daisy. And I think it's because it was a French, because of something the French did. And then they named the plant uh, Margarita. And you're thinking, okay, well, it's all very interesting, Adam. So there's a connection with someone called Margaret. Well, yes, someone called Margie. That, and that's my mum. Oh, isn't that nice? Aoife Daisy, named after my mum. Uh, Jacobs. Yes, it's true. Now, last, uh, let's talk. The talk-themed podcast was talking about uh, about how humans and some people are susceptible to distortions of reality. It was a bit heavy going. Those of you who listened, I hope you... Well, I hope it wasn't too much for you. But, hey, these are genuine concerns that I have and I'd like to think, ultimately, uh, conversations that I will be having with my, my little Aoife. <laughs> so anyway, yes, I believe last, uh, the last episode I did use words like psychopath and psychotic and delusion and lost touch with reality. Firstly, of course, I don't want my little girl to be one of those people. And secondly... You know, and probably more importantly, I wanted to be aware of the people who are susceptible to distorting reality for their own benefit. And innocently enough, sometimes some people are genuinely confused. Anyway, at the end of the day, be aware of the warning signs. I think I left that uh, podcast by saying, look, if you have suspicions about someone, if you feel like you're being charmed into a corner and this, the, the world in which that corner exists appears to be somewhat unsubstantiated, let's just put it that way, um, then there's probably a very good chance that you're right. And just ask the question, is it provable? Is what I am being asked to believe by someone else 
able to be proven? Not always, not always an easy question to answer. But today's theme, subject, topic, is to answer the question, how are we rewarded for effort? What is the reward for effort? We've all heard the little axiom. I like that one, axiom. Oh, I had to look that word up because it popped into my head. I thought, what is the statement? What is the premise? What's it called? What do they call that when you come up with what appears to be a truthful statement that exists, I guess, as a as a, a lever into a, a bigger you know, discussion or argument. What's that called? And then I said, is it called an axiom? Uh, it is, yeah, it's called an axiom. So we're all familiar with the axiom that there's a certain amount of study, work, commitment you have to demonstrate in order to become an expert at something and we've most of us have heard the little story about how you know over the generations and all those people who were regarded as experts whether we're talking about Mozart or the Beatles they've all been been working towards their goals and in the process have accumulated about 10,000 hours of experience. And there's this magic number, 10,000 hours equals um, expert. You become an expert at something. So whatever it is, you've got to do 10,000 hours of it. Uh, woo! That's a lot. And then you become an expert, so there you go. So this is a conversation I'll be having with my Eva. So Eva, listen here. 10,000 hours, get started now, do it. Mind you, if you do 5,000 hours of something, then you're still in the top 1%. You're still, as far as most other people are concerned, you'll still be regarded as an expert. But to the other people in that 1%, they'll be like, you're good, but you're not that good. Huh? Yes, that's how it works. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, the other, the other thing about, of course, the, the condition I wish to apply to this type of thinking is this. Yes, it matters that you are dedicated and that you do commit the time, but more importantly what matters is what you are doing for those 10,000 hours. What are you doing? If you're learning to hit a golf ball, 10,000 hours of practice with the right instruction, very helpful, very helpful. If you're learning to write to tell jokes, 10,000 hours of practice. Well, that needs some qualifying. 10,000 hours of writing, uh, 10,000 hours of performing, 
10,000 hours of performing in front of an audience where you can get genuine feedback. 10,000 hours. So, look, if you're doing something like comedy, stand-up stand up comedy, then it's going to be a combination of things. That 10,000 hours is just divided up. It's very hard to get 10,000 hours in front of a genuine audience that can give you genuine feedback. In other words, they laugh. Because there's just not 10,000 hours worth of audience out there, depending on where you live in the world. See what I'm saying? So it depends on what you do. So the 10,000 hours, yeah, all very well and good, mate. Sure, no worries. If I'm learning to juggle, 10,000 hours becomes... 10,000 hours becomes really helpful. I can devote myself to 10,000 hours of juggling. Yeah, no worries, mate. See what I'm saying? Anyway, that's the conversation I'll be having with my little one. Depends what you're doing. So once again, we'll call this part one because I'm going to leave it there for the time being and come back and then we'll see. Uh, wait on, I've got to... Why is it... Stop!